Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie. We are, again, doing another relationship episode in this relationship series for season three. It has been so much fun already, and today is going to be no short of that I have Jamie Lynn today. Welcome, welcome. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> she is. I'm so excited to have her because actually when I met her in the studio like maybe six weeks ago or so, I'm like, you know, I was just breaking up with a guy and I met her and I'm like, oh, I'm totally doing a relationship <laughs> series and you have to be on it. So she actually inspired me. She connected all the dots for me to do, to do this. So she is obviously um, the podcast host of The Pink Pill. Yes, right? she's, yeah, have a podcast here too. And she is I've got to get you on there. Sure. I think after our conversation in the green room, I feel like it'd be perfect. Yes. Absolutely. I'm open book. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you said. <laughs> And she is a licensed marriage and family therapist, too, which makes it so much fun. What? You're I not mean, an OnlyFans girl? No. <laughs> and that's so funny you say that, Lana, because we were just talking about, you know, dating and dating in this town in Vegas. Like, it's so the same as everywhere else. It is not. This it's is an not. anomaly dating in this transient, very, you know, <laughs> you know, sin city. It's a sin city. I mean, you and I are beautiful women. And, you know, when I'm single guys just immediately think that I'm a sugar baby or want that or I mean I look much younger than I look but and then as soon as I start speaking they're like ooh it's like they perk up and then they want to lock me down even more and it's like I lose respect because mm -hmm. they just thought that I was a pretty face and then they change their entire personality when they realize I have brains <laughs> yeah do you I get that like, I, I do I feel like um I feel like a lot of men are not used to having much of a dialogue with women. And I hate to say that, but most 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 people have lost the art of communication. So when they find somebody that maybe has an educational background or can add knowledge on a perspective or, or they're an expert in some field and they can engage with somebody on that level, I, I feel like a lot of men don't know how to respond to that. Well... I think that's a very attractive quality for high value men. But men that are not very high value tend to kind of be very intimidated and fearful when women respond that way. And so what in your definition is a high value man? Because I mean, there's a lot of men that define it in a way that I like gag on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that to God. me is not high value. Right. Sorry. So well, what would you qualify? Look, for me, like high value is gonna be relative to the person. Um, high value for me um, would be a man of integrity, a man that I'm attracted to. That would be that would be a high value trait for me. A man that's financially stable and emotionally stable. Um, a man that has done some healing work, so he's not in his wounded masculinity. A man that leads with his masculinity, not his aggression. Mm -hmm. um, and, a, and a man of faith, a, a man that follows the leadership of of, of God. That is amazing. Okay, so where do we find that one? Because I, I mean, it's been a long time. I'm going to put an ad on Craigslist. No. <laughs> exactly. Are you single? I'm not single. I am in a relationship. Yeah. So you have found a high value man. I think he's pretty high value. He's so beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's a hot daddy. So that's for beautiful. sure. Ooh. He's a sexy boy. Okay, how long have you been with him? I've been with him. We've been together for two and a half years. So he's in Thunder from Down Under. Oh, wow. Didn't you not know that, Lana? I didn't know that. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Hello. so he's in Thunder from Down Under. That's oh. how cute he is. So he's oh Australian, 100% <laughs> Australian. 
Yeah, we just got back from Australia like a couple months ago went oh. with this whole family and stuff. So it was really nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So we had talked a little bit about this before, but I wanted you to go into, for those of us that are dating or looking to date, how do we know what qualities, how do we, I don't want to say test because I don't want to feel like anyone's being, you know, scrutinized or tested or playing games. Right. But how do you know how you know that a man is is has integrity you said integrity is important how do you know that a so, man is reliable and honest that's a really great question and i think women because our number one need is safety in a relationship uh, we have to have that in order to be in our feminine state so i think what you want to do is you want to look at his other relationships first Ooh. you want to you want to see like does he show up to work on time what does his life look like outside of a relationship? Like, does he make his bed every day? Does he have good hygiene? Ooh. Like, unfortunately, these are like little things that are actual tells. Like, if somebody's able to take care of themselves, they probably have a healthier relationship with themselves also, right? So they're, mm-hmm. they, they, they care about their personal experience. They're willing to invest in themselves. Like, somebody that's willing to do that is more likely to invest in you or they're ready to do that as well. Are they a person of their word? Do they take care of their things? Um, what's the relationship like with their with their friends? Are, are are do they are they able to maintain intimate relationships with friends? Also, what was their relationship like with their former partners? Mm-hmm. Are you are you dealing with somebody that um, that talks shit about their former partners all the time? Or and like here's the th- and here's the tell with that too. Because sometimes we do talk shit on our exes and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. The tell is this. Did you have any ownership in it or is everything their fault? Oh. You're looking for that kind of introspection, I think, too. So those are a few just that I can kind of think of off the top of my head that would be really important for women to – before you invest too much, ladies, like – that would be really important for you to pay attention to is what are they like outside of the relationship? How do they like how do they manage their own life? Like right. do they pay their bills on time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you know? much does their relationship with their mother and or father interplay with all of that? Um, well, I would say it shouldn't do much. It, it shouldn't affect your relationship with them because when you are linked up with a partner and it's going to marriage or whatever, that relation, your relationship with them is priority. Now, mm. we can't always control how we relate to other people. I know like myself, I don't talk to 90% of my family. That's not because I wanted to be that way. It's just because I have to have boundaries, unfortunately. I can't control that. So if somebody were to kind of say, well, you don't have a good relationship with your family. Well, it's like, well, I can't really control that, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's kind of like, you know, so it just kind of depends on the history and the boundaries you have to set with people. You you also don't want completely enmeshed boundaries in relationships. So I talked about kind of mama's boys a, a little while back. Where And this is where I wanted to go with this okay. just in light of Aha. some of my own personal curiosities. Yeah, so... When, when the relationship between the man you're dating yeah. and their mother is like a Too little... Too intertwined. Yeah, what does that look like? Toxic. <laughs> uh, so, like, like I actually had to deal with this, and I was married before, and I had to deal with that with my, with my ex, where he was constantly deferring to his mother for any authority in my marriage. It was almost like I had to defer to her to get any kind of approval or, like, you, you know, like, yes, you can do this or no, you can't. Um, wow. And, and so – and 
And so things like that can be really like obtrusive in a relationship and make that relationship really toxic. You don't want a man that like I think all women are looking for men that have good relationships with their mothers. I think that we would like that because we would also want a good relationship with our mother-in-law. Like that's important for women. Well, if you could have it, we would want it. Of course. You know, we Absolutely. would want it. We wouldn't, That's so true. Yeah. We wouldn't choose to have a bad relationship with them and make right. our life a living hell. Um, but you, you, you need somebody that if somebody is crossing that line, they can think independently of that. It's not to say that the, the mom goes out the window and, and you just completely abandon her. But you have to be able to have some foresight and, and, and be able to stand on your own and not be dependent on your mother. Mm-hmm for what goes on in your relationship. And sometimes mothers, you know, that are attached, that have their own wounds, mm-hmm. don't want to separate from their son. And they cause, they run interference in their relationship finding a new partner. Right. So we shouldn't be dating guys that live in their mother's basement. Never. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to say oh. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> never been there. No, never been there. I've the been back there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I might do it again. <laughs> Great dick. (laughs) Speaking of women who will just go after great dick, so (laughs) I also wanted to talk about are women polyamorous? Can women, you know, we talked about in breakups and how some women will have lovers and, you know, multi-date and get involved with multiple guys. And is that natural? Is that coming from a hurt place? Is that something that we're evolving into as the empowered women? What's your perspective on that? So I have like, I think this might be really unpopular for a lot of people, um, but I don't really think, I don't really think polyamorous is uh, a woman's true state. I think that women that entertain polyamory are really not that into the guy or (laughs) really, no, I do. Because look, ladies, like think about this. When you're really into a dude, do you want him fucking anybody else? Hell no. No. And do you? AKA not polyamorous. Right. Yeah. And do you want to fuck another guy when you're in love with somebody? You don't. Like, like, can you imagine sharing your body when you're in love with somebody else? Like, so when I look at, and I've counseled many couples that are in polyamorous relationships. And you know what I always see happen? What? monogamy ah! <laughs> always here's what happens I'll see like a guy and, a, and two girls or a girl and two guys and you know what one couple branches out and one person is left out mm. and I start to see monogamy shoot up in those relationships usually there's favoritism and a leaning towards more there's no real equality in polyamory not that I have seen now I know that there will be plenty of people that want to disagree with me on that go ahead go ahead but I don't, I don't think that it, it is a, a, a true state for somebody that is in love to entertain that. And, and here's the second thing that it could be when I see polyamory. You're hurt and broken. <laughs> you are hurt and broken and you don't want to get hurt and so you're emotionally avoidant. And it's, and, and it's a way that you're kind of not investing too much in one person. It's a way that you're kind of protecting yourself from getting hurt. And so that is what I think really developed from polyamory. Also, for a man's perspective, polyamory is I want to bang a lot of bitches and I'm going to use this as I love everybody as an excuse and a justification for it. Mm. And people are buying it. And so where is it coming from for a man? They just, they're unevolved. They just want to bang. They don't give a shit. Are they wounded? What's, what's their deal? 
I think um, I think men that explore a polyamorous lifestyle, it's the same thing. They are either not really that into a woman, because again, I cannot see a man that is actually in love with a woman that wants to share her. I just, I don't see it. I do not see, I've seen couples in love. I've been like, I don't ever see that happen. Now, I'm not saying that they don't, that there aren't times that there is a one-off and there are mistakes and stuff like that, but that's not maintaining a permanent state of a relationship, mm. you know? And and so with, with polyamory and men, um, or it's it's a man that doesn't want commitment and is still kind of exploring or figuring things out and, again, is just trying to spread his seed. He's not really looking for intimacy. What he's looking for is sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in an instant then where a man might be married and has a forever, let's say, mistress, mm-hmm. that's not – that's just – cheating or having a well, an affair I, that's not polyamory necessarily I that's wouldn't just, say that's polyamory I'd say he's probably more into the mistress than he is the wife yeah and he's probably with the wife out of obligation and a sense of duty rather than love mm. that's what I see happen okay now I don't know if a man's really going to be upfront and honest about that they'll be like well I want to take care of my family all right well taking care of your family means you know, intimacy, love, that connection, that a safety for a woman, all the, like, that's what a woman thrives off of. Like, if you think that for one minute that financially supporting her and emotionally, like, being with some other girl is somehow doing a service or a duty to your family, you're sadly mistaken. Amen. Red pill. Amen. Red yes. pill. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> she just stole what I was going to say. I roll. <laughs> so she introduced me to this concept of red pill. And I was like, oh, my God, please just save it for the podcast because I didn't know what it was. And, I'm, and you know, her podcast is Pink Pill. So I'm like, obviously, there's some beautiful connection here. So please, without throwing up or gagging, can you share with me what the red pill is? Well, they're going to say I got it wrong and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just basing this off of the rhetoric I hear them say. Yes. Red pill is um, a men's help, air quotes, <laughs> a men's help, uh, like, uh, I don't even know, Lana, Real like community, community movement, yeah, whatever. Movement. And um, what they will do is there are they they teach men how to get girls and they teach you how to build yourself up as a man so money muscles gain you know they they say things like uh and and, you know they teach them manipulative tactics too uh to get women so one of the tactics you'll hear is nagging where they bump women down so a woman works harder to please them so Mm -hmm. they share things like that within this community now there's a lot of accusations out there about uh, men in the red pill community being misogynistic, which is, you know, hating women, devaluing women. Mm-hmm. And they deny it vehemently that we don't do that. But yet they'll put these girls on the they'll, they'll select a pretty fairly vulnerable population. A lot of times girls that are in OnlyFans or perhaps don't know how to challenge some of the stuff that they're doing. I'm not saying that they're stupid, but there is a lack of knowledge of what's happening a mm-hmm. lot of times or they don't know what they're walking into. And um, and they exploit them. Like one of the things that I saw them do is they'll put these girls on defense and they're like, name five countries. <laughs> okay. And so the girls can't name five countries or they're off put. And so what they'll do is they'll use that and they'll say, see, girls can get away with knowing nothing. Girls can get away with being stupid. And, and they use something like that to, to send a message that women are dumb, right? All their videos are, look at this bimbo. Look how dumb she is. HO3, which is ho. 
right? And then, they, but then they want to pump the brakes and say, "But we're not misogynistic. We're just telling it like it is." Mm. What they're doing is, is they're they're controlling a negative, and it's not helping men and women evolve. It's not helping men have healthy relationships with women. It's 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 created, in my personal opinion, these are bitter men that didn't get play, and now they've got some money and some clout, and they're pissed at women, yeah. and so this is their retaliation. I think that's a hundred percent true. Wow, this is shocking and very disturbing. When I saw yeah. it, um, the reason I came up with Pink Pill was because I was on Rolo's show, and I was under there. I went on under the pretense of this is going to be a show about love, dating, and relationships, and I was like. Right up my alley. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. And then I start hearing this shit and I'm like, what the fuck is this? No, so they just totally blindsided. I was completely you. blindsided. I didn't They do I, that to everybody. Yeah. Then. They talk about a woman's value going down as she ages. One of the guys <laughs> oh my No God. really. One of the guys. <laughs> apparently if you're twenty five, you're a has been, you yeah. know. One of the guys and, and how they old talk are these guys that they're training, like 40s, well, they say, 50, like what? Yeah, they are, but old. they say it doesn't matter for them. doesn't matter for them, right? It only matters for women. Guys can, guys' age doesn't matter, right? You know, they, they wow. teach men how to get all these girls, yet it's just like you're so angry at them. Why do you want them? Yeah. So it's just, it's a really, it's a really toxic environment. And because of what I was exposed to on that show, I felt like uh, it was really important to create a counterbalance because how they explain things is not how things actually play out. And they're not actually teaching men how to get girls or have healthy relationships. They might be teaching them how to have some sex sometimes, but that's not sustainable. Everything that they're doing is not sustainable. And it's incredibly toxic and almost sounding borderline abusive is what yeah, they're teaching how men to be abusive. It I saw a clip of Myron who's one of the uh, – he's on Fresh and Fit, which is a – I think their show got demonetized recently for some pretty nasty stuff that they were saying about women. Mm -hmm. wow. And he was talking about how you have to use fear and violence in order to get a woman to respect you. This, These are the kinds of things that they are teaching men. And it's like women are at risk in intimate relationships when they separate. And, and, and you want to put this kind of like information out there like – we're, we are physically not as strong as men. Most women are. And, like, there are real dangers when it comes to dating. Right. And when you fill men's heads up with these things, how are women supposed to respond to that? How are men supposed to respond to that? How are we supposed to have healthy relationships if this is, if this is the information you're pushing out there? But also, too, one thing that I'm like, if you're pushing out all this information and you're making men hate women – it, it goes back to making women hate you because you're acting like a fucking prick. Yeah. And you're acting like one of those men that we don't feel safe around. And because we don't feel safe around you, now we don't want to be around you. Which we, which makes us not want them, which makes us more empowered and, and find security in ourselves. Well, the thing is, like, it... it it makes us not want them because yes. of the things that, like, Rolo and Michael Sartain are teaching these men. It makes us not want them, which makes... That which makes their logic, pr like are like we're proving their well, point in a, that sense. It's called a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. What does right. that mean? Is what you're explaining. And so what that is is it's 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 saying well, um, you know, I don't want to I don't want a woman that's going to cheat on me. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yet um, they're not doing what it takes to keep a woman to not cheat on her. They're like, well, I want a woman that's going to be faithful to me. But you pick a 20 year old that hasn't lived life yet. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? And then she cheats on you. Or or let's say you lead with your money and you buy her cars and you take her to fancy parties and whatever. Right. And then, you know, and then you lose your job and she leaves you. Oh, well, all women are gold diggers. Exactly. You know That's what I mean? That's a self-fulfilling that. prophecy oh, where it's like, you know, you're not recognizing your ownership in it or how you contributed to the problem. And then, you know, you do all these things to attract a certain person. And then when you lose that status or you lose that that money or you lose that that bank, that person goes, well, that's because you never secured love. You secured a transaction. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's so simple. Like, it's so simple to get these concepts. The problem is men have not been nurtured or given themselves permission or given permission or wherever. I mean, you know this better. This is in your your wheelhouse to connect with their vulnerability, with their emotions, to communicate. I mean, I don't feel bad for them. I mean, look at what women have been subject to. We had to, through all of the shit we've gone through, forced ourselves to find our way in the world and, and rise up and, you know, buy our own homes and secure ourselves because we didn't want to be subject to being suppressed and limited. Yet our the male counterparts are not doing their job to rise up and connect with their inner femininity, their vulnerability, their emotion. I think there's like a, I think men get a really toxic message when it comes to vulnerability where they're taught that they can't be vulnerable or that that's unattractive to women. And that's not actually true. Like, what red pill will do is they will say, oh, well, you know, if you cry in front of a woman, you know, she'll she's not going to like that. That's going to be a turnoff for her. She'll see you as weak. That's not actually how women feel. That actually right. is not at all. That's not actually oh, how women feel at all. But they are touching on some truth. And that is this. Women do want you to have emotional control. Women do need to see you as a pillar of strength or stability. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have emotions. Right. That doesn't mean that, okay? Women want emotional connection and intimacy. That means that's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. That's not just her crying on your lap. That's a, that's an even exchange. And so, but we just, we like... We want to know what you're feeling. We want that vulnerability. That's what we connect with more than anything. That's why if you ask a woman this, what's worse, an emotional affair or a physical one, most women will say emotional. Mm -hmm. That's because that's how highly we value that connection with a man. Right. Okay. So, but the emotional control is an important component of this. But that, again, goes both ways. You don't want to see your girl lighting your fucking clothes on fire and like, you know, Facebooking everything you know, you know, and putting all your shit on blast on social media when you're in a fight. Right. It's the emotional control right. that matters. So what they're teaching in terms of violence and aggression and using fear, those are not emotionally, that, that's not emotional stability. That's not emotional control to me when a guy no. can't control his vocals or right. he throws no. something. I mean, that right. is terrifying. That does not make me secure. I want to hit you know, no, and that's one of the red. That's a red flag that you should look yeah. for always. Is if a man has a temper, if a man has a temper, you need to watch it, ladies, because that increases your risk of violence. Like if if there's power and control dynamics, your chances of being you know uh, assaulted in that relationship go up by nine hundred percent. You know, these are these are things that again in the dating phase you want to pay attention to. Like, does he lose it in traffic? They might sound like little things, but these are tells. These are things that you really want to watch out for. So my girlfriend, one of my closest girlfriends, her husband told me 
probably about a year ago when I had gone through like dating, dating, dating. I'm like, oh my God, this is, I have dating exhaustion. Like this Mm -hmm. is dumb. He told me the average guy can mislead you or like keep on a a facade for about three months. The Mm -hmm. good guys can mislead you for like six. Mm -hmm. So she said, you do not, he said, you do not make any assessment of the guy truly of who he is until after six months. Oh, I think that's bad advice. And I'll tell you why. Tell me. Because you're wasting a lot of fucking time. (laughs) Like, think about it. Like, think about it. What's your strategy? You need to be a lot quicker than that. You need to be a lot quicker than that. Because I'm not hanging around for six fucking months to figure out if some guy's good or not. Now, I see where she's going with that. But you can, women, we fucking know. We know. What we do, what we do is we excuse and we minimize and we justify behavior. And then we make, we make decisions from our own fear a lot Mm -hmm. of times. Because our age, we're getting up there. Like, that's one of the things that I hear as I'm getting older as well, hearing that, well, I've got to settle down. This is the guy right in front of me. Well, you know, you know, he just got out of a bad relationship and he just went, his ex-girlfriend really fucked with him. And this is how we excuse, minimize and justify behavior we don't want to see. But you see it Mm -hmm. and you see it right away. You Mm -hmm. see it right away. And it's even more clear in the beginning. Later on, the longer you wait, the more connected you are, the stronger your attachment is, the more likely you're going to miss it. So waiting longer doesn't work. I love that. I love that because I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to wait that long. Like That's so annoying. There's got to be a way that we can like really cut the shit from the beginning. Man, we see it. Like if you were to look back at some of your relationships, I'm sure you saw some red flags and I'm sure that never changed. No, it, yeah, no, it's very true. <laughs> I hate when Jamie says shit that like, <laughs> oh, like illuminates right now, all of yeah, the finger pointing back at right you. Right now, when she was like, we we, we justify, minimize, and I'm like, mm, shut up, like, <laughs> oh my god. And then she said that right now. I'm like, oh, I do that. Okay, yeah, I, I know. As she's like saying things, I'm like almost blanking out and reflecting back. <laughs> To my relationships, and I'm like, oh I'm my like, god! Oh, oh. Yeah. Look, these are they are hard lessons to learn, and they're things that I've had to take a look at as well, you know, in order to kind of uh, evolve and grow as well. I, fe- I felt like I, I really was terrible at dating when I was single for a while, and then I got real fucking good at it. <laughs> oh my god! So this is exactly where I'm at. I was married for 11 years with my ex husband for 14. It was great. Like we had a lot of great. T- mm-hmm. I I lucked out. I was 19. He was like 36. So it was like a weird age difference, 18 years or so. Um, but we had a lot of great years. But I was also going to school. I was hyper fixated. I was like the super nerd. And he like made – we balanced each other out because he was, you know, the fun, you know, nightclub guy, you know, had all of his little fun tourism uh, projects going on. So it like worked until I arrived with my doctoral degree and had the babies. And I'm like, oh, I'm now a lioness. Mm. I want to go – you know, roam Explore. the jungle yeah. and take control of my life and do all the things. And that was very, very intimidating for him. He didn't understand that I wanted to like live and start businesses and do things. And it was like a shock. There were other things in the relationship too, in the marriage that were not aligning either. You know, be, having to hold someone responsible and accountable was important to me because that's what I was doing and I needed that in my partner. So, I mean, I had a decent relationship. It probably wasn't the most healthy or is likely very codependent, but I was at least happy. Now that I like evolved and I know things, oh my God, it's and being in this town, I'm just thinking, okay, 
I didn't really know how to date to screen men mm -hmm. properly because I was married the first time very easily. And I was like, okay, this isn't difficult. Yeah. It is really difficult. Now it there's is. like strategy yeah. because I'm not just 19 and like, oh, I'm doing my thing. You're doing your thing. And we just kind of compliment. Okay. It's like, it's like the big leagues, mm -hmm. I feel like, which is weird. Yeah. It should have been the whole time. But I need to understand how to date in this city because I'm the same way as you were. I, I didn't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I think I... And I'm taking this as like I'm a novice. I, yeah. Every time I'm learning something, I wipe the slate clean. I'm That's always good. a learner. Yeah. Every time. Even in medicine, I'm always humble and bring myself back down. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm dumb in dating and like teach me everything as if I know nothing because sometimes our preconditioning is like the block to learning things. So I like no, erase right. the slate, like talk to me like I'm 18 going on a date for the first time. So here's one of the big things that I learned about myself and, and you talking about like being a novice, like this was one of the, it was like so obvious and fucking in my face, but I was like, why wasn't I doing this? And here's what it was. I was going out with people I wasn't attracted to. And how, <laughs> many, how many women do that when they I date? Mm -hmm. How many women do that when they date? They are like, well, he's a doctor or he's got all this money or like or, you know, well, he'll grow on me or he's really funny. Right. We say these things to ourselves to convince us to go out or I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. Right. Oh and and you want to like and somebody's offering you dinner. Now, I'm not saying this is healthy. OK, but I have been guilty of doing this when I was dating. I still do this. I made a lot of changes since then. So don't hold my feet to the fire. OK, everybody. <laughs> right. Okay. We're but, all learning okay. and growing. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, but I, I was like, there. I, I had dating fatigue like you because I was dating a lot. And I was just like, what am I doing? And I really kind of took a step back. And I was like, why on earth am I going out with somebody I'm not attracted to? And I stopped doing that right away. I stopped doing that. I stopped texting. I stopped um, interacting because it, it was taking my energy. And then I just, I just actually um, – and then I was also seeing multiple people. Um, now, that doesn't mean I was intimate. Like, I think people don't understand what it means to date. Date doesn't mean sex all the time. It can. But I, I'm not one of those people that can do that. I know that for me, I cannot be intimate with somebody that I am not, like, I don't have that kind of connection with. So I was just going out, meeting people, and kept it pretty casual. And then, you know, that was a boundary that I think you, as a woman, you really need to set. Because as soon as you sleep with a man, you start to develop an attachment. Mm -hmm. Or the time that you spend with him, you start to develop an attachment. And that will cloud your judgment. That will make you like the wrong guy. That will, like, it's, it's, it's a guy that shows you a little bit of attention at the right time, and you're lonely enough to fall for it. Yeah. You know, and, and that clouds your judgment. So, mm -hmm. you know, so doing that, I, I think, like, also, you have to really kind of ask yourself if you're really ready. Are you really ready? Like, if that right person showed up, would you be able to pour into them? It's not about what they can do for you. And that's a good way to start evaluating if you're mm -hmm. ready. It's like, are you ready to show up for them? Right. And that kind of lets you know. And so when I started kind of sifting through some of these things, I realized that I'm not one that can date multiple people. I can't do that anymore. I can't go out with multiple people because it clears my it clouds my judgment. I was like one person, see, focus my energy on that, figure out really quickly if they are or not. And I was doing that, and I was like one time, one time, one time, one time, and moving through it so quickly, you know, because you meet so many people out here, right? And and then I was just like, 
okay, I'm now I'm only gonna talk to somebody that I think is cute. Okay, and then it was like, okay, well maybe I'll meet up with him. And then, you know, it was just like, oh, well, we don't align with this. And that's another point too that I think is really important for women to to do when you date. Have the hard conversations right away. Talk about religion, talk about sex, talk about kids. Because if you don't align on those things, you ain't gonna align later on. Mm. You might as well just get it out of the way now. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, those things don't scare away the right person. The right person, like think about it. Like why is it scary to have a conversation about children? I'm not saying like date number one, but early on in the relationship, okay? Why would that scare somebody that wants kids too? They would feel relieved, I would think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I found somebody that also wants to have kids. Oh, you you have the same faith as me? Oh, fuck, that's a relief, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's only when you're entertaining somebody that's like, oh, no, that's not my adult. That's why we tiptoe away. And that now we're entertaining somebody that we're not aligned with, you know? So I think those three things, I think don't, don't sleep with them because that'll cloud your judgment. I think figure out if you're the kind of person that needs to date one person at a time or if you can date multiple people at a time. I just know that I couldn't. Um, and have the tough conversations right away, right away. And don't go out with somebody that you're not attracted to. Those are just like, what are those, like four things? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, the, for me, it's really hard. Like I tried online dating years ago and it, I can't feel the person. I can't. Like I swiped, I don't know if it was left or right, whatever. I got, I went through the whole Rolodex of guys yeah. and I'm like, I, I need to know that I'm attracted to someone I, and attraction for me isn't just the way they look. Sure. It's the whole experience of them. It's the vibe. It's the way they carry themselves, the way they, their voice, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I've, you know, there were some guys that I dated that I really, really liked, but there were other things that didn't align that I probably would have swiped past because mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, I don't want a pretty, pretty boy for my mm -hmm. own thing but that's that's really interesting because um I have a very specific type of guy that I'm attracted to and it's very obnoxious because <laughs> is, I'm curious what is there's that? not very many what is it we all want to know here no not around here there's a lot in Italy <laughs> <laughs> I like my European men oh okay yeah. my tall like Italians French Spanish not so much French necessarily but like the Italian she likes Spanish. the sausage okay. I like I like the tall dark and handsome the swarthy I tried uh, I tried I tried on some guys from <laughs> from Latin America you know Argentinians I just I didn't I clashed with their culture. It was very machismo. It was very, like, jealous, possessive. Oh, my God, it was too much. Um, so even though I liked that flavor, the Europeans, I've always just had a, had a thing for them. But I also like tall men. It's really important for me to have a tall okay. man. I've tried. My ex-husband was, I think, two inches taller than me. So it was fine. Like, Can you at least clarify why you want the tall man? Just because I know enough red peel people are going to They're going to have a field day with that one. No I, get, no, I get that. It's just I'm very tall. That's what I wanted you to say. I'm very, very tall. You're like 6'6". Six, six. Well, and I love <laughs> well, I love wearing high heels. It yes. lengthens my mm -hmm. legs. It's sexy. I am an Argentine tango pro. Like I and you walk like it, and I and I love feeling. I'm at home and I get in lingerie and I clean my house to seduce myself because I love. <laughs> you slept. I'm I'm I love luxury. I love yeah. feeling sexy. Love being seductive. Just being me. That's my femininity. Mm -hmm. I do it just because I want to. For me, I'll do my hair and my makeup because I want to feel 
that way. Yes. And I want to be able to feel that safety that that I can be enveloped in my man. That's the only reason I want them tall because I am tall and I want someone. So I'm not going to say tall. Taller than me because it's just a it's a better, it feels better match. My ex-husband, again, he was shorter than me when I was in heels, which was fine. I mean, at the beginning it bothered me, but I married him and we had a lovely time. But I think this is something that I've always really did desire because when you are a taller woman, you obviously have these tendencies towards, oh, well, I'm heavier and don't lift me up. I used to do ballet, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to be like super skinny and all of the things. And so having that not not having to think about those things would be mm -hmm. just a really nice experience for me. I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. No, is look, I don't I I I don't, don't think I have to justify that's my what I was, desire. That's, that's what I was just gonna <laughs> say is that uh, you can want what you want. That you don't need like you don't have to defend yeah. what you want. You you could say I only want a guy that wears blue shirts and that's perfectly fine. Right. You know, we don't where you're attracted to what you're attracted to. And there's no there's no need to condemn it. Um, and, and you like what you like. Like, I don't need to defend why I don't want to eat apples. <laughs> I just don't like them. Okay, right. There's nothing inherently wrong with an apple. It's just not what I want to eat. Yeah. And I, that's great. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm Canadian. So my culture is very similar to Europeans. Like mm -hmm. we have very similar values. And I've, I've dated. I mean, I've was married I've lived in the U.S. for 18 years I've only been single for I don't know since 2017 and three of those were the pa pandemic or four I don't know how many years were into the pandemic and I didn't date over that so I mean it's just kind of I've met a lot of American men and I just don't jive or at least the American men in this town I I just and it since I was actually I can tell you exactly when I discovered my type when I was a teen and I watched Zorro, oh. <laughs> Antonio Banderas stirred something oh inside God. of me and I was like, holy shit, like, yeah. that is a visceral that's experience. Every The exes that I know of, that's what they look like, Zorro. Really? <laughs> that, of hers. But it's, of mine, yeah, of yeah. my end, they do. But I, I, that, I that adore, so much I adore that. It's just, it woke something up and I'm like, holy shit, okay. My ex-husband has a lot of the, that European flavor to it. And um, he would, <laughs> he would come up from behind me and whisper in my ear. His alter ego was Carlos. Aww. And he would talk to me in a little accent. And he it would, oh my God, I would melt. I would get so gushy. It's like such a stupid <laughs> thing. But I, I have loved that whole, like the accent, that whole just, you know, the Spanish Italian flavor. Yeah, no, I think I can, can remember. I think, I think like <laughs> what I would do, like if you want to attract like a, a, a good partner is I'd write down what you want. Mm -hmm. Like I wrote down, um, <clears throat> I wrote down what I wanted in, in a partner physically and um, but also like character wise. I even wrote down have a good relationship with his mother. Aww. Like I had, I but had But not too good, Lana, of not a relationship good. Yeah. because well, we don't want. I'd rather good, have this mom dead. Well, good good relationship would imply that he has healthy boundaries with his mother. Like that's a good relationship, mm. you know. But I even wrote down I want him to have an accent. Oh, weird, right? Right. It's yeah. important for me. Like so, my like, last, my you, last one was all of the things, but he ended up being very he feared intimacy. So he was a ghoster and pulled back mm -hmm. and all the things. So he hadn't been in a relationship 
for many, many years, and it was a five-year on and off, no kids, not like very not able to be vulnerable and emotionally available. Mm -hmm. He lived in another city, so it wasn't, it was like, yeah, we kind of, whatever. But um, that was painful for me because I had invested, I think, a little bit too soon. I didn't know that an avoidant thing existed. I've never been with someone who was an avoidant. Mm -hmm. So it really hurt when we were building a life and we were doing the back and forth and I had the key and it was like all the things and it was like great, great, great. And then um, there was just when it was kind of time, the words were there, but the, the love wasn't. The, the availability and the follow through wasn't. Like I know the feelings were there. And so it really, um, you know, was hurtful. I was really hurt. And so in reflecting on that, I realized I wasn't doing certain things at the beginning. Maybe I moved too soon, moved, moved along too, too fast. Um, no, you're blaming yourself for his avoidance, and that's not the case. Yes, and I, <laughs> thank you. I, I mean, I, that, I could shut that down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was all going, I think. No, no, no. no. That's thank you. That. I appreciate she, it. She does that to me. No. This is what I'm talking about. No, but this is good because yeah, I've, yeah. I felt that way at the very beginning. And then as time goes on, you think, you know, because I'm into personal development. I'm like, could I have done anything different? I really don't think so. I'm not going to take responsibility for someone else's avoidance. But at the same time, it hurts. So I'm yeah. trying to think, well, how could I have maybe picked up on things differently so I wouldn't have wasted nine months? I could have maybe seen the signs. So that's why I'm asking even for me, because I mean, it's this is a part well, of my self mastery, right? We, when we entertain, okay, somebody that is avoidant, they don't just all of a sudden become avoidant. Mm -hmm. What you did is you excused it. I did. Now you excused it. I don't want to get. Sometimes I'll get like information, okay, but like you excused that because you were broken. Yeah. Okay. When I and I explained that to you mm -hmm. before, when I met him, I was still in a coming into my confidence and my, you know, sort of my beingness. So right. yes, I met him when I wasn't at the place I am now, for right. sure. And so when you're, when you're kind of wounded in that way, um, you, we entertain things that we shouldn't. And mm. when we're, you're looking for something to fill you up, you're looking for that, that piece that you think is missing, but it's not. Yes. You That's know. exactly what we were talking about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Actually, since the split, I had come to realize I'm the person that I've been looking for this whole time. Yeah. Like, it really is me first, and I'm – like, I get it. Like, I, I get how I thought that I was – you know, I didn't realize that I was feeling pieces with someone else until he left, and I was like, oh, my God, this actually helped me realize that it was me the whole time. I'm still healing from mm -hmm. the exhaustion of that, you know, and the pain of that. But, the, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to go out when I'm ready to go out and date, it's going to be very different because I don't feel this. I'm not looking to feel something in that's me. When it's that's a, It's a bonus. It's like someone yeah. has to be a compliment to my life not a whatever you know the filling of this little bit of insecurity that I had usually, in my life usually too when we entertain that people that are avoidant or like emotionally distant it's because we're afraid we're afraid of falling in love we're afraid of commitment now this is very like subconscious for most women 
Um, but it's like, oh, like if it's if if it's too in your face, it's scary, especially if you're getting out of something. Women that are getting out of really long term relationships tend their next partner tends to be somebody that is avoidant. And that's because there's this kind of like thing of, oh, I don't, I don't want to get into another relationship and have that end bad again. So I'll see them date long distance, things like that. Okay. I've done that. Okay. That's what I did. I did. I did it too, ladies. That's all I dated for a while. Me too. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I wouldn't, I, yeah. Can I piggyback off of something that, because you, you guys both kind of touched on it. When you said you need to write a list out of like the, the things that you want, like the qualities that mm -hmm. you want in a man. And you saying, like, when you realize that later down the line, it was, like, all you that you were, like, really looking for. Because mm -hmm. I heard someone say the same. I think it was Tiffany Haddish, maybe someone else, but saying that I'm writing out a list of what I want in a man, but I also have to write a list of what I have to do in order to deserve that man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, there's, like, the respect level. Like, I have no respect for, like, a man. Like, I, I'm genuinely disrespectful. So I'm like, if I want a man to respect me, I have to learn respect in a sense. Yeah, it's yeah. like stuff like that where I'm Good like, Good job, Lana. Yes. Yeah, I need to be, <laughs> I need to change. Well, I think <laughs> I think for you, it's just the vulnerability is like the the biggest thing for you in relationships. You know, uh. because all all of that's just a big, you know, it's a way that you're protecting yourself, which it's understandable. Yeah. You know. Yes, and it's great you brought up that point because, as I shared with you before, with my indictment and the gentleman that literally fucked yeah. up my life and <laughs> I have a felony and the whole greatness that, I mean, I built, I'm building my brand and everything from the abuse, but this is like the first, this was the first guy that I loved after this guy that I thought I was in love with and who fucked up my life. Um, so it's interesting you said he was an avoidant because I am. I mean, there's this part of me, I guess, that was really scared. yeah. Um, unsure because I didn't want women that are that are like um, that haven't been wounded okay or hurt in that way or like if if a guy comes along that isn't ready for them they don't really entertain it that's scary for them it's not scary for a woman who's also not sure it's not scary if you're like well this feels safe <laughs> you know it, so we read that really differently when we're wounded mm. interesting mm -hmm. my road to healing is going to be very interesting because this last one really um was like a doozy for me mm -hmm. and so I had this one relationship coach and again this is why it's so fascinating to do the series because I'm in this healing process I'm getting myself like all ready <laughs> for the day <laughs> Getting myself all primed, <laughs> healed, you know, yeah. mastered, so I know <laughs> what tools to use when I'm ready to find my guys. This is great. But the relationship, the dating coach who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, she was saying that I should start dating now, and I'm not ready now. Don't then. Yeah, don't. She she don't, was saying, no, no, do it now. Practice, practice. Why? And no, I'm no, just like, I'm going to start making mistakes no, and not caring. Oh my God, and then please don't. And then, please don't do that. Then <laughs> using, not using guys, but I'm just going to be going out with guys for the sake of going yeah. to practice a skill that I'm not even going to. Well, for and, me, then gonna be, be, and then you you're going to be, okay, because yeah. like, okay, I'll tell you why. Okay, now if you're doing that just for practice, well, now you're hurting other people that are actually uh, looking for love, number one. Right. And, and then they turn into red pill. 
okay? <laughs> no, really, that's how that, that kind of stuff starts, okay? Like, if you're doing this... I didn't think it was fair either, and it doesn't feel right to me it to doesn't. do that. Okay, also, if you're not ready, here's what happens. You're going to meet somebody that you might like just enough, okay? And then you start an attachment exactly. with them. And now you're entertaining somebody. And that now you're not working on yourself. Being single is a really, it's, 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 it's a tough time, man. I don't want to sugarcoat that. It can be really I, hard. I have been single for a lot and then not. Yeah. And, but it's but necessary. It yes. is necessary. And I will tell you what, when I, when I had, I was single for like six, seven years after I got divorced. Um, and that was a really fucking crazy time, but I built myself, I rebuilt myself and, um, and that was a time that I, I had to heal and grow. And that was a time that I became the woman that would be worthy of the man that I wanted to be with. And that's exactly how I feel. Like the yeah. guy that I, who I'm growing into, like my, my brand is building, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, professional speaker, I'm writing my book. Like I'm not even close to the woman that I want to be to have the man that would meet me there. I'm still growing. I'm, you know, and I want to honor that. I don't think it's fair for me to just have relationships that are going to just get me to my next level. That's stupid. I, I would want to have something meaningful and I'm not, I can't give to my partner, to that guy that I would want right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the girl who could attract that. Mm -hmm. So why am I dating you know, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, I think listen to your gut, you know, your, your intuition, that's the, it knows mm -hmm. when you're ready, like it's giving you information, but that information gets clouded and you yeah. know, it, it practices skill set for what, like you'll be fine when you meet the right person. I think so too. I think so. I mean, I I'm, think you'll be just fine. <laughs> well, that is so great coming from a licensed marriage and Yay. family therapist. Thank God I'm not that fucked up. <laughs> We all thought you were Leslie. We so all did I. <laughs> so did I. I was a little worried, but that I will take. I'll take that to the bank right there. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. My God, this is so great. There's so much more I wanted to talk about, but that's round okay. Two. We'll, we can we'll have her. Two. We'll have her um, come again. Yeah, on the show. All right. Well, thank you guys. I hope you learned something, ladies. Please be very discerning about the men that you date. Don't do my mistakes or Lana's or Jamie Lynn's. We're all going to fuck up, and that's okay. But hopefully this will make you make less mistakes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Until next time. Bye.